you, I, I, I don't want to cold open you, but it's like I want to. <laughs> so, it's just like it's, it's natural for you. Yeah, like right now. Don't want to throw that shit in there. Yeah, this is Rob. This is the Couch on Fire podcast. Oh, and, um, and wait, that noise you hear in the background, that is not Jesus. That is, um, well, some can say Jesus, but it's actually Griffin. <laughs> yeah, <great> Jesus. <laughs> um, real quick, disclaimer. So, the funny story I wanted to tell Griffin is um, I've been ha- I've actually recorded probably four or five episodes of this fucking podcast. Um, one with another guest, two with me, and now I'm recording one with Griffin. And um, I've had so much audio difficulties that it's actually becoming kind of hilarious. So that so right now Griffin is talking through Discord this app, but it's actually on my phone. So he's going to be talking through the phone today. So I can hear him and you guys can too. I just tested the audio. But if he sounds a little weird, that's why. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, so uh yeah, what is up, Griffin? I haven't talked to you in a long time. What really? Uh, so you've been you've been working your job, but you also been working on yourself. Yes, pretty much. Just been trying to improve myself as best I can. I mean, it's it's slow going. You know, it always is. Got a lot of bad habits to break, a lot of unhealthy shit to work through. But I feel like even stumbling forward is better than staying in place. You know? Yeah. Making making a positive change, no matter how slow, no matter how like gradual or painful, is still a positive like step forward. Mm-hmm. I ain't well, doing that keto shit though. Don't even start with me. <laughs> That's gonna be a solid no out of me there, Chief. Well, I haven't talked in a while, but um, I've we I've pretty much so I've fully given up on keto. Now, my Kristen, my wife, she'll still do some keto stuff. Um, and I'll I'll eat, I'll eat some low carb snaps, but uh, I I work. Like, I've maintained the same weight for probably about six months now, and on and off keto, I've been the same weight, so it doesn't really matter. So. Oh, hell yeah, boy. Yeah, so. Not it's too all bad. About, you know, maintaining <laughs> the situation. How was, uh, how was your holidays? We survived, boy. That's all I can say. Going <laughs> to grocery business is always a fucking nightmare every single year. Inevitable. You know, people come running in last possible minute. We closed like an hour and a half ago. I'm still there trying to get shit done. Should have been done three hours ago. Dude coming in asking about a fucking prime rib. It's like, motherfucker, it's Christmas Eve. We closed an hour and a half ago. What the hell do you want from me? But we got through it. We survived. I got a picture of my dog licking a bone in front of the Christmas tree. That's good. Yeah. That's a good... I'll tell you this, though. These fucking... This Valentine's Day stuff, man. I, I don't understand the process of flowers. I don't understand, like, the point of them. Because, like, obviously, I'm, I'm, like, not really a super-duper, like, romantic guy or whatever. But, you know, I cook. I bake. All that kind of shit. To me, bringing somebody something they can actually do something with, like, either making them chocolates or buying them chocolates, fuck, I don't care, or... You know, fixing the tires on their car or just like, just sticking your finger in their butt and just wiggling it around. Something that does something for them, I feel like, is, is a lot more romantic <laughs> well, do you ever, than just like, I was gonna just say, giving them something that looks pretty, you know? Yeah, I was going to say though, but do you ever think that like, uh, the, the, the reason, it's just so, it's so traditional and cliche that it's like, it's actually expected. You know, some sometimes in life, like, um, like... There's like stereotypes for certain types of people out there in the world. It's so dumb and stupid, and some probably somebody ignorant made these stereotypes, but yet, but yet people, you know, still practice. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to explain, but you know, like um, the Valentine, like Halloween. Like I don't want to hand out candy, but I guess it's like a traditional thing. I guess I gotta hand out candy. So maybe uh, Valentine's Day is like that with the roses. But I agree with you. I mean, I didn't. You know, I don't think everyone loves roses. I think I would rather do something. Spec, you know, spectacular, like make them a dinner or take them a pl- to a place or do a candle like this instead of flowers. Exactly. Yeah, do something for them instead of just. I, I feel like it's almost like, um, God, 
it's almost kind of like buying flowers at a funeral. I know that could be something controversial, but it's like it's something you do for yourself so that you feel better about not doing anything like substantial. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not really big on the whole just like holidays for the sake of holidays thing. Like if it was up to me, if I had a woman who was cool with that, I'd be like, look, let's not even celebrate Valentine's Day. Let's wait like a week till all these fucking morons are out of the restaurants and stuff, and then we'll go someplace nice. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a night of it, you know, but just specifically February 14th, because it's Valentine's Day, we have to do something. I'm not, I'm not big on that, you know? Yeah. The, the idea of keeping dates, I feel like in a relationship, in a mutually supportive and loving relationship, I get it. things should be a bit more spontaneous. Like, hey, you know, I just, I felt like making you dinner, or I, I felt like, you know, taking you out someplace, or I felt like getting you these flowers, or your favorite candy, or something like that. Not because a day says you have to, but just like, hey, I was thinking about you, I want to do something for you, here you go. Wait, so there's this, um, this comedian, he, um, he had a joke, well, he didn't have a joke, but he tried to give out, like, Valentine's Day advice, or, like, wedding anniversaries, or um, Mother's Days and things like that. He said that what you need to do is if you don't remember the day or you don't feel you know that you want to buy stuff on that day, you know what you do is throughout the whole year just randomly pick days and just deliver, give them presents or give your loved one something. And then um, when Valentine's Day comes and you, say if you forget about it or you just don't care about it, they won't be mad at you because you've throughout the year you've given them things. So. Yeah. Just be like, well, you know, I didn't feel like getting you anything, so fuck it. How about a, how about a happy Wednesday present, you know? It's not a good idea. I'm trying to... Ugh, gotta set this uh, damn phone up so it would be perfect audio. <laughs> um... Okay, but yeah, but anyway, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I'm glad you had um, better holiday, good holidays. Um, me and my retail half, other half, I feel like the holidays kicked my ass. And I just... It was not fun. Um, <laughs> just because, like, we're, we're up in sales, we're down in people. You know how it is, man. It's a grocery business. Um, but we got through it. We survived. Yeah. That's the important thing. You know, nobody's dead yet, or no one that can tie to me. Um, it'll be fine. You know, we, we've gotten through our major holidays. No more Valentine's Day's over and done with. I think the next big thing is going to be 4th of July, and it's going to be a fucking nightmare, but we'll deal with that when well, it comes. Whoa, 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 whoa. What about, um, what about St. Patty's Day? I mean, all those uh, briskets that everyone's going <laughs> to... You know. Yeah, they're like five briskets that we sell over the course of a week. <laughs> yeah, man, nobody's eating brisket. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh man. Well, what what else is going on in your life? Have, did you watch? Um. Oh yeah. Did you did you watch Super Bowl? Were you excited about the Super Bowl at all? I saw the halftime show because we had it on in the background. We were celebrating my sister's birthday, and we just had something on in the background so we could just like drink. Yeah. And just have something on the TV. And it came on and it really cracked me up because everybody around me, they're kind of prudish. And so, of course, as soon as Shakira and J-Lo got up there and just started shaking their asses on stage, they got really, really uncomfortable. But the funniest part for me, my mother was sitting there right next to me. We were just watching J-Lo just shake her ass. And then J-Lo's daughter walks on stage. It might be Shakira's daughter, I'm not sure. Walks on stage and she says, oh, thank God. You know, she's not going to embarrass herself in front of her daughter. Not three seconds later, her and Shakira walk past her daughter and then just start twerking on the stage for like 10 solid seconds. And I bust out <laughs> laughing at the top of my lungs. I was laughing so hard I was crying. <laughs> and apparently that's a, that's a cultural thing, so, know, from what I was told. So, two things. Fun. Oh, well, two things. One, I um, I watched the Super Bowl and I did watch the beginning of the Super Bowl half, but I actually went to the restroom and I missed the whole halftime show. Um, and the the other thing is, I kind of had an awkward moment with my grandmother when we saw Titanic in 1995 at the movie theater. There's a sex scene, and I wanted to look over to her to see if she was looking at me, looking at the at the sex scene, <laughs> but it was, so it was this very very prude uh weird moment with me and my grandmother um 
But no, I heard I heard all about that halftime show. I mean, uh, it doesn't really faze me too much. I, I honestly didn't enjoy the I, the actual football game. I enjoyed, but I didn't really enjoy the commercials. I didn't like anything else. Um, yeah, that sucks. Is he really? Oh Jesus! He really is, yes. <laughs> this is just—I mean—and here's the funny thing. So yes, there's someone stupid like that trying to sue. Like you know, it's just the same thing with like um, people suing McDonald's because there was no caution hot thing on the coffee when you know coffee's hot. Um, but the the thing that makes me very uh, like just feel odd about this whole situation is that there there has to be a lawyer out there that's like, wow, you could actually win this case. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I think the idea is that they're trying to get it to a point where they'll settle out of court because either the public embarrassment or the the amount of effort they would go through is not worth the the reason to fight it, basically. Yeah. Well, it makes me just, you know, I saw, um, what is it, um, Janet Jackson's tit. I guess I should, uh, <laughs> sue the NFL. Yeah, get, a, uh, get one of those, what you call it, one of those class action suits together. Oh, man, we should do it. That'd be awesome. No, I didn't hear about that. That's kind of crazy. Um, how was, uh, was business good with the Super Bowl in the grocery business? It's got to be. This is funny. So, for those who don't know, um, that you should know, I've done a lot of podcasts with Griffin. Um, Griffin is a journeyman meat cutter uh, for a grocery store, and I used to work with him. And um, believe it or not, yeah, I used to cut meat. Um, <laughs> and I, at the time, I, you know, I, I liked it. I, I liked the process of cutting meat. I just didn't like the process of listening to people around me. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just, you know, and then I moved and. I got away from it. And now what I do now, I'm a retail manager and I would rather just sit in the cold room and cut meat and just get yelled at by one person than, than, than uh deal with the shit that I have to deal with on a daily. I, I, I would I sympathize with you, Griffin, but I miss it. I would rather deal with a guy saying, That's not an inch. Yes it is. <laughs> yeah, I had this this one guy in the other day, he wanted like a couple of ribeyes, an inch and a half cut. And he, I'm sure you've experienced it yourself in the yeah. business where somebody will say inch and a half and then they'll hold their fingers like three inches apart. <laughs> yeah, we, like, we joked about that because it's like, um, you know, every man is like, oh, my, my dick's six inches. And they're holding like a foot up. <laughs> Look. Yeah, like, I'm not sure about that one, Chief. I told him straight up, like, Listen, man, I'll get you what you want, but you got to tell me what you want. And you're, what you're telling me and what you're showing me are two separate things. Wow. <laughs> how, are on the, how are you on the movie runs, man? What you been saying? Oh, um, well, right before this podcast, you were talking about, um, was it uh, 1942? 1917, yeah. Yeah, 1917. <laughs> Horrible. Anyway, so my my movie go, I have I have fallen so far off the whole movie thing. So um, I, right now, all I've been doing is doing 
watching uh, movies on Disney Plus because that takeover is real. Watching movies on Netflix because ever since Disney took over Fox and they pretty much moved everything from Netflix to their their shit, their streaming services. Um, Netflix actually has been putting good movies on, so I've been watching some movies. Um, no horror movies. Um, honestly, right now, if you if 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 you would meet me on the street, and you're like Rob. What are you watching right now? Like, what is the music and what is the TV show you're watching right now? I have nonstop for probably about three weeks watched every Gordon Ramsay thing. Who's a executive chef? Um, if you don't know who Gordon Ramsay is, shame on you. Um, <laughs> I have watched so much of his content that like I feel like I am a chef. Yeah, that's, you feel, feel like kitchen nightmares and Hell's Kitchen and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, um, right, well, my wife and I, we watched this new show that's actually a new show. Um, it's called, like, To Hell and Back, 24 Hours to Hell and Back. It's uh, literally just him going into a place and yelling at them, and if they can take it, he'll remodel. It's like Bar Rescue, basically, just with Gordon Ramsay, Restaurant Rescue. Um, I watched that with her, but then... I'm streaming on Hulu, like, there's 17 seasons of Hell's Kitchen, so I have literally watched five seasons, actually seven seasons, I'm on my, about to end the seventh season, I'm going to be on the eighth season, and like, um, I don't know what it is, him just belittling chefs, professional chefs, is probably my favorite thing in the whole entire world. <laughs> I think it's, it's because there's such this, like, idea in modern culture and movies and everything like that the chef is always portrayed so like trying to get the right word here but basically like he knows what he's doing like he's always so professional he's always cranking out all this amazing food and stuff like that if you've never been in the food industry like in the hospitality business or in the food prep industry you'll run into a lot of people who have no fucking idea what they're doing and who just like stumble through and they do all kinds of disgusting, unhygienic shit, never get caught. It's so satisfying, like Freudian kind of thing for me to see these people just get called out on their bullshit, essentially, and get torn to shreds by a guy who cannot be talked back to. Like he has seen it all. He's done everything. Anything, any little tiny mistake you make, he sees it and he jumps your ass for it, accepts only the best. Yeah. That's what I like about Hell's Kitchen. I don't like the manufactured drama and like the over-edited, over-produced stuff, which kind of kept me from watching some of the later seasons of Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. But early on, man, that shit was fantastic. I used to just sit there all the time and just like drink it in. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, and it's it doesn't get boring for me because they pretty much make the same food every night. They spice it up with a little bit, and it's honestly not. I'm not watching it because it's a what you would call it because it's a cooking show. I'm watching it because of Gordon Ramsay, and I think that's what the biggest thing is. Yeah, I do wish they would focus a bit more on the cooking and a little bit less on the like the the interpersonal drama. And it feels it's not really necessarily like staged or anything, but I feel like there's certain people who are only kept around because they're like either interesting or they're assholes and they're funny or something like that Mm -hmm. rather than somebody who's kept around specifically for their cooking skills like if somebody's mediocre but not a pain in the ass and you have someone who's just complete garbage but their like their personality is interesting or they're a huge asshole and they cause lots of drama I feel like the mediocre bland person will be sent home first rather than the shitty person who's good at drama and getting ratings and stuff like that no I I, I agree TV, but. I, I agree though I agree because it's more suspenseful it's more suspenseful um but yeah but other, other than to get back to the question that you asked me I have not seen any movies. I do want to see Birds of Prey, and I do want to, you know, there was a another movie I wanted to see recently, but I, I, there's this, yeah, I haven't seen the new Star Wars. I mean, I'm kind of falling off. I just, um, I, I can't elaborate as much as I, you know, the, the reason why you haven't heard from me too for over the holidays, more or less, is because it is very um busy at my job, so it is very hard, and um, yeah, that's why I haven't really seen any movies. But real quick, we're going to take a break for a second because I'm going to try something different. 
Okay. For this audio situation. So be right back. <laughs> Go for it. I don't know if I can reasonably recommend it to anybody. What was that movie called? The Dirty on Amazon Prime. Uh, what is it about? Go on, sorry, sorry. And then the guy, he's just, he's slowly just going further and further down this rabbit hole of losing his fucking mind. Mm. And he like gets blueprints for the school and he starts stockpiling guns and shit and making a list of the people he's going to kill. And he's reading like the Columbine book by Dave Cullen, which I actually own. That was a little bit scary to see that like the exact book that I own. I'm looking over, looking at it right now. Still haven't cracked the cover on it, honestly. I just picked it up on a whim. I don't know. But holy shit, dude. I went in with no expectations. It's just there's this guy on YouTube who I look to for movie recommendations called Your Movie Sucks. Yeah. And he was saying it's a guilty pleasure of his. He said it was made, they made this crazy-ass movie for under $10,000, and it's just like you got to see it and all this kind of stuff. Like, okay, I'll check that out. Damn, boy. God. That shit was wild. God, man. And what was it called one more time? The Dirties. All right. So for all the listeners out there, <laughs> so yeah, I did start recording again, by the way. Yeah. Um, you kind of figured. You, you probably picked up what I do all the time. Um, yeah. So yeah. Th- that, was, that was like pretty much the synopsis or the plot for that. So that's awesome. Oh, it was more than, it's kind of like spoiled the whole thing. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully they, um, hopefully they this get, like a spoiler warning or yeah. something. Sounds about right. telling the story you said something that i thought was extremely intriguing you were homeschooled uh, uh, i never uh, do that slavery? no you and homes uh, you were homeschooled i never knew that oh uh, really i never mentioned no 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 damn boy i bring that up like pretty early on do you um i just have a couple questions i never just talked to someone that was homeschooled mm-hmm. do you think you're better than me <laughs> uh, probably yeah no i get that you, you probably are better than me um <laughs> no uh, no um do you, uh, do you, the grass is always greener on the other side. That's what they always say. Do you, did you ever think when you were going to homeschool, they're like, man, I really wish I was going to a public school? Because sometimes when I was in public school, I was like, man, I really wish I was at homeschool. <laughs> well, I'll put it this way. There are things you miss out on when yeah. you're homeschooled. Uh, one of them is 
socialized all that much. Like, so obviously I wasn't bullied or anything like that growing up in, in homeschool or anything like that, but, but learning social cues and to read the room and yeah. know, body language and everything, it took me a long time to figure that shit out because I never really got a taste of learning it the hard way. And that must have been like, so difficult. Like, seriously, like... Because, like, like, if I, right after high school, I mean, or right after middle school or right after elementary school, like, I used to go to party, like, I used to go to birthday parties and stuff for cousins, things like that. And um, I've always remembered, that, you know, I just learned how to socialize in school. So I, can, I can't even imagine. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it, it took me a really long time. It was really, really hard to kind of figure everything out. I had to learn everything the hard way. Uh-huh. Um, is try and socialize yourself as much as possible. Just like, go out and meet people, man. You're going to make a complete fool of yourself. You're going to say a lot of really stupid shit. Try to avoid, like, putting on a character act or trying to act cool or anything like that. Just be a fucking awkward teenager. You know, it's, it's expected of you. No one's going to remember any of this shit in, like, three or four years mm-hmm. unless you do something really fucking stupid. Like, the amount of times I've seen people, like, in movies and in social situations now, because now I work with a bunch of teenagers, I feel bad for them, because <laughs> it's like, I've been there, dude, but so many times, like, somebody will try and say something cool, and it'll just completely fucking, like, nosedive, it's like, shut the fuck up, be normal, stop trying to, to go above and beyond, man, just find out who you are, you know? Don't try and change yourself into something to who you want to be. Yeah. Because it's always going to come across as fake. It's going to come across as like manufactured, and it's going to make you look pathetic. Well, yeah, you know, like um, when I was going to high school, I mean, yeah, I mean, no one really cares too much about your own high school stories. I mean, I had my certain friends. I knew a lot of people, um, but like I, you know, I stuck to my my group of friends and stuff. But there's been so many times where I used to, you know, joke around saying, like, I wish I was homeschooled or something like that. Because thinking about it, it's like now as an adult, like, yeah, it's definitely more prominent. Like, I, I kind of, you know, I want my daughter to kind of be homeschooled. I don't there's, – there's too many assholes in the world. There's too many problems out there. But um, I wonder what it was like for your parents when they decided to put, you know, to do homeschool. Like, did they do your siblings that way? Was it like a – you know, was yeah, – we Okay, so it was, like it was more it was less about the the social aspect of it. It was more just about the like the quality of our education. Okay. Um, it's gotten a little bit better over the years, but CMS, um, Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, I believe, has always been infamous for a really, really like shitty school system, essentially. Oh well, yeah. Um, yeah, that's why that's why we moved. <laughs> so yeah. remember any of that I, I just um i remember i remember third grade i um i remember bits i remember certain things that happened to me before third grade like i remember the first time i learned how to snap my fingers i remember the first time i learned how to whistle um but i don't remember like actual doing stuff in school now with that said from kindergarten to fourth grade i literally moved around i went to like probably eight to nine different elementary schools. I moved around so much until my grandparents took me in and they were like, you're going to stay with us. It's more stable. And then that's when I started, I went to a school in fourth grade and I went, I hung out with those same people probably all the way until, um, I mean, until now. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, it's very intriguing. I didn't know that about you, Griffin. No. Yeah, I was, 
Yeah. Um, just so it doesn't come up later. Um, but one thing that's always thrown me is a bunch of people that I've talked to, they don't believe me when I tell them that I'm homeschooled. And I ask them why, and they said, well, it's because you're so normal. Or it's because you're not a psycho. And I always laugh at that because it's like, I am a fucking psycho. But it took me a long time to get where I'm at, where I could have a healthy way of processing my emotions and my anger and stuff. And that's what I feel like. That's where the stigma of the homeschooled kid comes in. Because as terrible as bullying is, it's one facet of kind of like... Of learning the social contract, essentially. Um, Of learning what you can get away with, what you can say, what you can do. And if somebody doesn't like the way that you're acting, if somebody thinks you're stepping too far outside the norms of society, they beat the shit out of you. Or they they call you a bunch of names, or they come up, they ostracize you. And you can either, if if you're like capable of dealing with that, you can learn a lesson from that. Or... You can flip out, you can have mental problems, or you can come back with a gun and fucking kill everybody, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I just always assumed that, like, people that went to homeschool, were their parents just didn't believe into the believe into the system, and they, they and, and it was for the kids' safety. I never, never expected it to be about, like, um, well, now it makes sense, but I, when I was young, I didn't expect it to be about, like, oh, well... I always thought people who went to public schools or private schools would be smarter than kids from homeschool because there's multiple teachers that teach them things. But then, you know, meeting you, understanding you, and then, you know, hearing, you know, now in today's world, there's so many people that are homeschooled that you see on TV and stuff, and even actors and directors and stuff. So it's like clearly, you know, they can get even a better education. It just depends, you know, from just having one teacher, which is basically whoever is teaching you at home, to right. to uh, the four or five teachers that might touch your life in the in the school system. Well, the, the problem has always been, um, and one of the reasons that we got pulled out of school was just because there were so many kids and so few teachers. The quality of education was dropping off so much because you didn't have the time or the emotional or mental energy to give each student the education they really needed mm-hmm. like the, to deal with them on certain problems like some kids struggle more with math some people have behavioral issues you know every student was getting like a one size fits most kind of education that didn't fit anybody at all so that's why we pulled out because even though there were less teachers I mean, hopefully it should be obvious if your parents are teaching you, they obviously care about your education and you're the only student that they have to teach yeah. so they can devote a lot more time, a lot more resources and energy to getting you the quality education that you need. The only major problem we had on that front going into homeschooling is that there's so few quality curriculums out there and the ones that do are outrageously expensive. The ones that are not expensive and that are high quality usually have a reason for it. Like usually it's some kind of fringe belief that they're trying to put out there. Um, like we had a lot of a lot of flat earth kind of people. Yeah. Um, a lot of very, very far right, very, very Christian uh, people who would put out these basically free homeschool curriculums because you're not exposed to society and you're not exposed to authority figures who can refute that information Mm. so it's great for fermenting this ideal in a closed environment someone who's closed off from society closed off from their peers who can question this information like i might i could probably still dig it out somewhere my uh science textbook for i think it was the sixth grade literally said under evolution it says you know evolution isn't real um, God created all the animals, all the people, everything exactly how he wanted them, and they never changed because that would be going against God's will. But legally, we have to teach you this. Yeah. So here's what the government wants us to tell you. Here's the bullshit they want us well, to tell you. See, my, but we know the truth. I feel like, and and I'm only saying this because I feel like you know, there's always that saying that street smarts can take you farther or real life scenarios will take you farther than schooling will 
And to an extent, I believe that. Now, if you were going to be a doctor and things like that, I feel like even though if I had 10 years of, you know, operating on somebody, I feel like I would still need that educational, you know, stability, like to learn the knowledge of the medicines and things like that. But besides that, I mean, I feel like school, they teach you some good things that you do need to learn. Math, you do need to learn. You should learn about some of the, um, some science stuff, but I feel like the rest of it's all filler. I feel like they just have to fill the time. So they, they make you read the Kill a Mockingbird. They make you read all these other things. Just, you know, um, which is just kind of, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know. We could talk about school forever, but I'm going to, I'm going to change the subject. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely something we should revisit though, because I feel like I have a lot of feelings and a lot of ideas that I can yeah. unpack about, about public school education, uh, mm-hmm. French societies, and well, yes. public school in general. As soon as I fix this damn audio, we're going to do another podcast. And, uh, yeah, we can definitely do that. That's a good one. Um, but there was a couple more topics I wanted to talk about, and I don't want to spend too long on um, one than the other. But we will, we do need to revisit. But, um, all right, so the last time I spoke to you, I think you went to uh, Colorado. And you had a... It was that long ago? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long time, but... <laughs> Um, but I've seen on like, you know, you're, you're becoming, so when I first met you, we talked about, we bonded because we worked together, but we also bonded because we were foodies. We love food. We love trying new things. Um, we love experimenting and, um, you've definitely grown since the first time I've met you years ago to with, um, Snapchat and Instagram. Okay. And I've seen your food. I've seen the, what things you cook and I'm, I'm loving it. Every time I say it, I'm like, man. Oh, I want that. I really, really want that. <laughs> and um, but one of the things I've seen lately on your Instagram is um, I think you've you traveled again, didn't you? Yes, to uh, Blowing Rock and Banner Elk, North Carolina. Okay, so you stayed in the home, the home state. You stayed in the, you know, the, your backyard, more or less. Um, um, essentially, for my sister's birthday, she wanted to go do something outdoorsy, something adventurous. Um, was it 2014? Because I lived there in 2014, and they I lived in Concord, and they pretty much they shut down the mall and they shut down the the whole area for like one day. It was like one day. I think it was 2014, yeah. maybe 15. You know, I think it's 2015 because my wife was pregnant and she was having heartburn, and I the ambulance took her to uh, the hospital, and I had to follow her, and the, it, it no one was on the roads because it was snowy as hell. Yeah, it was 2015. Let's put it this way. <laughs> on, in, on the average day, okay, North Carolina, we shut down the city when it rains too hard. Yeah, that's true. So the last time <laughs> that's true. Blizzard, like three or four years ago. Yeah. God, it can't have been that long ago because I was working at the, at the same store we worked at. So it must have been like two years ago. Um, everybody flipped the fuck out. Like the city itself yeah. shut down for days. Anarchy, anarchy, anarchy. Like, I'm surprised it wasn't looting, honestly. Yeah. We're just, we're, we're not a very adaptable people. Like, we're, we're very wonderful, very nice 
mm-hmm. is really tough for people in deep south states. Yeah. With the exception of places like Louisiana, where they deal with hurricanes and flooding all the time, and that's just through learned experience. Well, I like, mean, they've only gotten good at it because they do it so often. Well, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean. Every every region, you know, they're they're capable. Like here in Myrtle Beach, I mean, we're used to the, you know, it gets fucking hot. It gets humid down here because we're right next to the beach, so it gets it gets sticky. And but I mean, I feel like people are used to it. And any any part of Carolina, it's kind of the same. Um, I, I always wanted to go up to like northern part of Carolina near Tennessee, like where Asheville and stuff like that is. Boone, um, because I, I hear it, I hear it's pretty it's pretty awesome, you know. Um, you always forget how big North Carolina is because growing up in Maryland, I mean, Maryland, it's small. Look at it on the map. You can't even fit the word Maryland in Maryland. So, like, I mean, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty fucking small. So, um, you know, it's, it's always crazy to think that, you know, you can snowboard, surf, probably with it, not the same day, maybe depends on how early you get up. Um, cause it would probably take you eight hours to get from one side of North Carolina to the other. Um, I will I will say this though. Great people up there. Like it was a great experience and everything. I'm glad I went. Yeah. That being said though, holy shit. Like it was almost as if the the world conspired to make that as weird of a fucking vacation as possible. Because the day we got up there, um, it started raining like crazy. Yeah. And then the next day it was perfectly fine, it was beautiful. We went snow tubing. It was a, and that was an experience in and of itself. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, and then the day we were set to leave, like I slept on a couch. You know, I was I was the single guy there, and then there were two couples. There was my brother and his wife, and uh, and my sister and her girlfriend, and they went up there. So mm-hmm. I slept on the couch, and I heard this like it sounded like crashing waves because we were on the sixth floor of this this hotel resort. It sounded like crashing waves outside. And it was the wind apparently bringing in all this snow and ice. Wow. We woke up the next day, and my brother said, "Griff, we got a problem." And I looked out the window, and you could not see a hundred feet from the hotel. Oh. Like we're at the top of this huge mountain, it is blanketed in snow mm. and ice and fog. It looks legitimately like the end of The Shining when no. they get snowed in at the resort. Yeah. It's so, it's so funny listening to you. Uh, like it, like I, I hear what you're saying. Um, it's so funny to hear your perspective on it because this is stuff that I grew up with. Like there would be like, um, there was a movie. Here's a here's a movie. It's a kids movie. It's called Snow Day. Um, it, it's a, it was exactly like that in Maryland. So the weather guy would be like, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be, you know, it's not gonna be too sunny, but it's gonna be cold. I don't think there's gonna be any snow in it. So you go to bed and it's kind of eerie out. It's kind of dark. You know, it's really cold outside. And you go to bed. You wake up. Your cars are half covered. It snowed through the whole night. I mean, the whole thing. It looks like someone just, you know, shook the snow globe to the one side and all the snow went on to your neighborhood. Um, this is the stuff we grew up with up here, so it's kind of funny for someone like you who doesn't really didn't grow up with that. Um, for hearing your perspective on how you first saw it, like uh, it's pretty cool. No, I I hundred percent believe you. Trust me, I know it's it's a it's cool, but I can see how it was a pain in the ass because then you got to unbury your stuff, try to get out of there. <laughs> it was scary, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like those mountain roads, it legit looks like if you gave a child a crayon and just gave him a, like a piece of paper to doodle on. <laughs> that's what it looks like. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> so like that's how they laid out the roads. Oh my god, that's crazy. Oh man. Well, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you uh, did a little bit more traveling. Like I said, keep up those uh, Instagram and and um, Snapchat um, feeds and stuff. Uh, what I'm trying to do now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm you haven't. Up. No, you haven't. Have you really? Yeah, not, not since the start of the year, obviously. Jesus. Oh, I was like, no, since uh, yeah. at least since the last time I saw you. Yeah, at least. Um, Damn, good for you. Well, because the point I'm down like six pant sizes, I had to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe and everything. Like I'm making positive changes in my life. 
I'm not quite where I want to be at now. Yeah. But, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, I'm trying to make healthy food that's appetizing and, like, that's visually appealing. You know, because that's, that's really the big hurdle. You know, growing up eating a lot of processed shitty food that looks and tastes amazing. You get, your body gets, like, used and almost addicted to these, like, mm. chemicals. No, I know. Empty calories. Oh, I know. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to replace that. Like, I had a turkey BLT that I actually posted on my Snap story. Um, and it looks great. Tastes even better. And I could not believe it because it's like 300 calories for a sandwich, like a big-ass sandwich. Yeah. You know, with turkey bacon, uh, smoked peppercorns, heirloom tomatoes, taum, which is a Lebanese garlic mayonnaise because I fucking hate mayonnaise. Um, so just drown it in garlic. And, of course, butter lettuce. Yeah. Which is currently the only lettuce I can stand. Well, you know... take arugula on a bad day, but that's about it. Well, I mean, part of uh, when I was on keto, like um, part of keto is eating fresh ingredients. That's the key part, like eating fresh ingredients. I agree with you. I also, to piggyback what, you, what you're saying, um, that's been helping you. I, I 100%. That's awesome. That's amazing. Eat fresh ingredients, not processed stuff is probably the best thing. I also think too, I don't know if you're doing this, but I also think the thing about dieting, it's, it's simple. Okay, the, you, you, everyone overthinks it. Just don't eat when you're bored and don't eat when you're upset. What's that leave? Eating when you're actually hungry. Now, um, yeah, because I used to, the reason why I gained so much weight in my whole life is because I was depressed or I was bored and I had nothing else to do. So I just decided to eat a bag of chips, a whole bag of chips. Like no one stopped me. So it's just one of those things where I feel like if you, if you fill in your time right and then you eat the proper stuff that you're eating, no matter what diet you're on, Atkins, keto, low carb, high carb, I mean, what the fuck, whatever, vegan, just don't eat when you're bored or don't eat when you're, you know, sad. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. That was always something I really struggled with because I used, in lieu of vices, I used to use eating as a way to deal with stress and anger in my life. Yeah. Because it calmed me down, especially like sweet things, like I just... Whenever I'm, I was really pissed off, I would just, like, get a fucking Pop-Tart or something and just sit there and eat the Pop-Tart, and it would calm me down, all the sugar and everything. Um, so, I've gotten away from doing that. I've gotten away from drinking. I, like, I haven't had a drop in weeks. Because um, that's just empty calories, empty carbs, yeah. and a lot of sugars. Uh, so, finding healthy outlets for my anger and frustration was the biggest challenge for me. Now I'm starting to figure that shit out. Not entirely there yet, but work in progress. Yeah. Um, I've also been trying to focus my energy on making sure that everything that I eat is something that I had to prepare for exactly like that reason I was just talking about. It's so easy to have like a mild, like not even be hungry, but just not be full mm -hmm. and say, oh, I'll just eat this thing real quick. I'll eat a Twinkie or some shit, you know, because all you have to do is open the package. But if I have to sit there and actually like chop the tomatoes and prepare the the fucking bechamel and the, the fucking relish and all this kind of stuff to make this food, it's going to take me like 15 or 20 minutes. I have to ask myself, do I really want to eat right now? Because it's kind of a lot of fucking work. Yeah. And I've talked myself out of eating a whole bunch of times until I'm actually hungry enough to where that effort is worth it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think um, they always say like yeah, if you eat – I eat fast. And they say if you eat fast, you, you gain weight. If you eat slower, you you get filled up more. I feel like, um, especially with all the stuff you're posting on the Instagram and stuff like that, I feel like when you cook things for yourself, if you actually add, you should always add like five to seven ingredients, anything you make, even if it's a sandwich. You should like, you know, always have like five or seven different types of ingredients because the process of actually making the food will, first you'll be really hungry, so you, you know, you want to rush to make food, but if you take your time, you appreciate the food, and then when you sit down, you're like, man, it took me 20 to 30 minutes to make this. I'm going to take 20 to 30 minutes to eat this shit. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's I've been going through a lot of, um, you know, well, yeah, I've, I've, for, the, for the last seven months, I've been going through a lot of ups and downs with um, mental health reasons. I think we talked about it last time me and you were on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, the one thing that really helped me out is... Um, 
with food because I have been losing weight and I'm not on the keto diet, but it's because I've been eating um, non-processed food like you are. Um, but I've just been not eating as much as I used to. Like I've just been doing positive things. One thing that I wanted to ask you, and I'm going to try to segue into this. I've been trying to think how to do this. But one of the things that um, really was really weird. I don't know why I felt this way about this situation. And I wanted your opinion. But um, when Kobe Bryant died, um, I'm not a huge NBA person. Never really was a huge NBA person. And Kobe Bryant seems like a really cool guy. I mean, he's great and all. But for some reason, I don't know what it, what it was about his death, but it was just kind of like, man, it's just, it made me feel grounded a little bit more. Like made me realize like I should slow down myself. Even though I've never interacted with this man, never cheered for him. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, I think it's because of the way that he died. Maybe. Like celebrities, it feels like, especially the larger than life people, the people whose names hmm. you recognize even if you know nothing about them. Yeah. It feels like they're destined to die like 85, 90 years old. It's either peacefully in their sleep or they have a heart attack or something like that. But they're meant to have this long-lived life with all these different experiences and everything. Just to have somebody die in the prime of their life to a complete freak accident, it, it's, it's unsettled me for a little bit, honestly. Well, um, and I, I don't know why, because normal people die all the time oh, yeah. over oh, yeah. stupid shit. Mm-hmm. But I um I, just, I um I said it I did a one of the last podcast I actually did a little little episode about the whole um Kobe Bryant thing. I think what what upsets me more is the way it how it upsets other people. Like I've always been that way. Like um like I've never like if someone if someone pinched me maybe I won't cry. But if I see other people cry maybe I'll cry because I see other people cry. You know um I've I don't know why I just that's just how I that's how I'm wired. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it was just a weird situation. I mean, sorry. I mean, there's still, it, it, you never knew how fucking big he was until he, he died. Like he's like a beetle. Like he's like, a, it's like John Lennon, you know, it's like, you know, I'm thinking of myself like in the basketball world, man, God forbid Michael Jordan dies. Like the world's going to stop. Like, <laughs> like it, it pretty much did when Kobe died. I mean, he meant everything. So, um, yeah, I was at work. And somebody told me, and I was just like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." I didn't, I didn't, same, I didn't believe. Same here, man. I was, I was sitting there, just, I was on break, and I was just scrolling through the news, and it said something like, "Kobe Bryant suspected, like, presumed dead after helicopter crash or something like that." I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> no, 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 no fucking way. No, why the fuck would he be flying on a day like that? And I just like I put it out of my mind, and then yeah. the next day everybody was like, "Oh man, Kobe's dead, Kobe's dead." And it's like really, yeah. holy shit. Yeah, it just it just makes you realize that like it can happen to any of us. It doesn't matter how yeah. rich and famous you are. Um, yeah. yeah. All right, so I have another question for you. Bring it. I um so something recently just pop- popped up on the internet, and I've been dying to talk to someone about it. And now um. I am doing a DC only comic um, podcast with another friend of mine, probably in the next couple weeks. Um, but I need I need your opinion. Did you so the new Batman? Okay, we're gonna talk about the new Batman for a second. Um, I'm I'm trying my best. I'm really big on spoilers. You know that I will spoil something for me. Like I, I already know what happens in the you know in the rise of Skywalker. I already know what happens at the end of Birds of Prey. Like, I, I'm that person. I won't go see it, but I'll read the spoilers just so I know and I feel into the loop. Now, but there is certain movies that I will stay away from. Like, I have no idea what happens in Joker. And I know it's not really tied into anything, but I, I don't know what's going on. So I'm trying my best to stay away from any kind of spoilers for the Batman. I saw a picture recently at Surface of Robert Pattinson in the Batman suit. Did you see this picture? I did not. Okay. Um, uh, well, that sucks. Cause I wish you would have saw it. <laughs> it's really, well, honestly, it's not really. You see his jawline now. Once I saw his jawline, I started looking up pictures of him, and then I started seeing. I started seeing it, and then I was like, you know what? Wouldn't it be hilarious if he's probably one of the best Batman's? Wouldn't it be funny? Because when the Dark Knight got, when there was a trailer for the Dark Knight. I remember to this day, I was in the movie theaters. I used to go to the movies every Friday in the summertime. 
and there was a trailer for The Dark Knight, and all it was was Batman's logo and a laughter because it was the Joker. And then, um, then I found out it was Heath Ledger, and I was like, "That's the dumbest thing ever." He's from Ten Things I Hate About You, or I don't know, he's from something, and um, some um show, some movie, and then he was in A Knight's Tale. So I was like, "How is he going to be the Joker?" And um, and he ended up being one of the best Jokers. So I would, I wouldn't hold it against anybody if they said that Robert Pattinson is probably the best Batman. He could be. That picture, that picture. Whew, go on. I've heard about it. it. Yes. Oh, it's legit in my top ten greatest movies of all time. It is a fantastic fucking movie, and he kills it in that movie. Well, I heard he's a great method actor. Like he he dives into a role. He's probably one of the best. Like I feel, I do feel bad that he, you know, maybe he even feels bad to this day that he took it upon himself to sign a contract to do a teeny bop vampire movie, but. But look what that movie did. It spin off so many television shows, so many different things, True Blood, all these other things just because of Twilight. Um, so he made a genre. But it, this way. So. There's this film out there. Yeah. Called The Lighthouse. Oh my God. Sure you've heard about. Yes, I've heard about it. I saw that in. I went out of my way to see it in theaters. I was like, I'm not going to miss this thing for the world. Because I was hearing nothing but amazing things. And I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know how to feel about this going in. Because it was Willem Dafoe, who I know is the Green Goblin, and Robert Pattinson. And this yeah. was before I saw Good Time. So I, all I knew was it was the guy from Twilight. Yeah. That film fucking blew me away. Yeah. And convinced me beyond a shadow of a doubt that those two are incredible actors. Well, I already knew William Dafoe was a credible actor before this Green Goblin thing. Now, I only knew that because I watched Platoon and a whole bunch of other movies with him when I was younger. But, but, but man, I, he- I heard about this movie. I heard, you're right, 100%. I heard that it was, like, outstanding. Now, it's a very unconventional movie. Yeah. It's almost, I, I would almost, has, I would almost call it, like, a art film uh-huh. kind of thing. Um, and if you're not ready for it, there are certain scenes in there that will make you extremely uncomfortable. Oh, Jesus. Like, don't, don't tell me. Actually, don't tell me about this, because I, I, I might actually want to see this one. Just because... I would... If you can find a way to watch it for free, oh, yeah. or at least for cheap, like on Redbox or something, yeah. I would legitimately... If nothing else, the shot composition, the cinematography, and some of the effects in there are mind-blowing. It's an amazing movie, and I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray as soon as I can, as soon as it goes like, relatively cheap. <laughs> oh, wow. You still buy Blu-ray? Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm starting to do, like, I'm making a collection, essentially. Oh, oh very good. And it's, it's like the most narcissistic, self-indulgent thing in the world, because I've already seen all these movies. It's more that I want to have, like, a shelf full of movies, so I can... I can grab somebody by their hair and just point them at the shelf and be like, watch all of these. These are my movies. This is how you understand me. In the movies I like to watch, these are the movies. I've started, I, I've made a couple little additions to that recently. I just saw, I just got uh, Get Out, Hell or High Water, and Chef to add to the collection. Oh, Chef. That's what I'm talking Chef. about. Probably my favorite food movie ever made. It's probably um, I agree. <laughs> even though there's supposed to be this one out there called uh, Big Night, that's supposed to be fantastic, especially if you like uh, Italian food. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that me and you do classically is always get off topic. Um, <laughs> well, before before we get back on topic, the topic about what you're just talking about, try this movie called Burnt. Oh yeah, with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you see it? You should watch it. It's it's not that bad. It's really cool if you like that kind of cooking, which is like aggressive. Like my whole life is executive chef. Like my whole life is in the kitchen. I do nothing outside of work. I do everything in the kitchen kind of thing. Um, 
yeah, check that movie out. But back onto the Batman thing. I just wanted to. Um, I mean, do you do you think it's going to be successful? Do you feel like this could be a good Batman? Um, yeah. I'm going to make a, a slightly controversial statement here. Okay. So, buckle up. All right, hold on. It's <laughs> like I'm ready now. As, as a character, like for actors to portray, I fucking hate Batman so much. He's such a monotone, stoic, unemotional character. Yeah. That it really cripples the range of anyone who tries to portray him. Like, uh, what's his name? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is a fantastic actor. If you don't believe me, watch The Town. Oh, I know, that's a good movie. He, did, he was probably one of the few good things in the DC universe with Batman. Because he made him seem a lot more human, a lot more emotional. Mm-hmm. And Christian Bale is un like it's not even like something you can contest that Christian Bale is a good actor. Now, but here, he was. Oh, you're contesting it. No, 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 no. I was going to say this, which I didn't know you were going to go that way, but I think you're going to go the same yeah. way. I think Christian Bale was not a good Batman. I say it no, to this day. He was the worst part of, of that um, trilogy of movies. That actor, he didn't really, he didn't look like a playboy. He didn't look like a he looked like a billionaire, but he didn't he was, he felt uncomfortable when he wasn't in the Batman suit. Um, but with that said, you know I mean that trilogy is great, and I but I wouldn't say it's because of Christian Bale. I think it's because literally I think what one thing the thing that Marvel does doesn't really do too well is bad guys, and they're getting better with Thanos and stuff. But I think the Dark Knight trilogy that Chris Nolan did. I think the best part about all three of those movies were the bad guys. Raj Ghul, you got Joker, even Bane. Those the people that played all those, you know, Liam Neeson, you got Heath Ledger, you got Tom Hardy. Those those actors did so well that it made Christian Bale look better. I don't think he's a good Batman. Hands down, obviously Michael Keaton. You know, just because of my childhood, I love Michael Keaton as Batman. But I um I actually liked Val Kilmer as Batman. So that's a a lot of people don't like that. So don't judge me by that. <laughs> I wasn't even aware he was a Batman, uh, honestly. George Clooney, Val Kilmore, um, they were all Batman. They all played Batman at one point in time. Uh, but I do think I think realistically, I think Ben Affleck would have been a good Batman. Um, the very little that we saw, we just saw the Batman, the Batman of Ben Affleck. We didn't see the Playboy like him with the women and stuff like that. He seems. Because Ben Affleck's Ben Affleck. I mean, you've seen um, Good Will Hunting. He's sarcastic. He's funny. I feel like he'd be a good flirt. He looks like a millionaire or a billionaire. He, um, he's muscular. You want Batman to be big. You want him to be, like, towering over you because he's Batman. So I, I felt like he was good. And I will say this. Seeing that picture with Robert Pattinson, his jawline alone makes me feel like it's the Batman from the cartoons. Because the Batman from the cartoons had, like, that chiseled whoop, Batman Maybe um, maybe this he's is just the, a stoic. He's the he's the guy who speaks in a husky voice. That's kind of it's kind of creepy, justice. dude. That's kind of creepy. You actually sounded like Batman for a second. Uh, <laughs> um, Christian Bale, listen. Uh, <laughs> I um, well maybe so. The one thing that I read, and I really hope it's true. They're really basing it off of like uh, the the '90s cartoon version of Batman, which is really funny. Which which is Mark Hamill played Joker voice that 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 series the animated series of batman mm-hmm. um and i i mean maybe maybe that's what makes maybe that will maybe that's what's going to make robert pattinson the best batman because maybe he's going to bring that maybe the director is going to film a part where like it shows batman struggling 
Like he's not he's about to die. I mean, like you see that in the Dark Knight. You see he gets beat up by Bane and you know, the Dark Knight rises and stuff like that. But you need to see him like crumble, cry, break down. You want you want him to fight with anger. You want him to do things ra- unrationally where you're just like, Why Batman? Why would you do that? But then sympathize with him and then fall in love with him. So I'm really hoping I mean if you say the movies that you've seen with Robert Pattinson, he can deliver all that. I feel like uh, it could be good. I mean, I have no doubt that acting-wise, emotionally, he'll be able to respond to it. Yeah. But I, I feel all the time like there's these amazing actors who have the ability to 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 provide these experiences, but they just don't have the right writers. They're not paired up with the right talent. Yeah. Like somebody like uh, what's his name, Matthew McConaughey. I feel like would make a better Batman. Right. Even though he doesn't really look the part. Well, just because like his accent and the way that he, like the calm, dulcet tones, the way he talks, would make a stoic character a lot more interesting. Yeah. Like even in Interstellar, when he had that emotional moment, I'm not yeah. sure if you've ever seen it. Oh yeah, I did. When he's watching like the videos. Yep, of his kids. His kids sent him and stuff. And he just breaks down, and he's not screaming and crying and, like, throwing things. He's not having, like, an Oscar moment, but just yeah. calmly losing his shit. Mm-hmm. It's really compelling. Well, Matthew McConaughey... Robert is, like, a really high-pitched, kind of high-strung kind of guy. Yeah, Ma- Matthew McConaughey is just... He's the man, I'm telling you. <laughs> the things that he can do is just crazy. Well, we'll see, I guess. We'll see. Hopefully more things come out with um Batman and stuff, but... um. I am. We're, I think we should end the podcast here. It's been over an hour, um, but we still need to cover cover a whole lot of stuff. So, Griffin, we're oh, gonna, sure. we're gonna have to do this again. But I do have to f- try to fix this audio. <laughs> you know, um, fun story, real quick. So, I have another episode that I'm gonna be uploading. Or I'm gonna try to upload soon. Um, it's it was it was I filmed it. Well, I, li- I recorded it two days before the Super Bowl. But um, I'm having trouble with the website trying to upload my um, my stuff. I've contacted customer service and stuff, and they get reached out to me. They're trying to walk me through it. So uh, this episode, I'm not going to put a date on it, but it's going to come out very soon. I'm good. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Everything gets fixed up, and then we'll be right as rain. Oh, yes. So, well, thank you for coming back on here, and I'm glad to hear your voice. Always a pleasure, sir. All right, and... Uh, any famous last words? Um, I feel like I feel like fuck your on is probably too too played out by now because everybody talks shit about Game of Thrones now. <laughs> I guess it's become a joke. Um, so God, I guess fuck Ray. Uh, nah, I mean, I, I mean, she was okay. She was okay in, in the in Rise of Skywalker. Oh she God. She's all right. Oh God. Daisy, I mean, Daisy Ridley's hot. Um, <laughs> I guess that's, that's a good little a good little ending phrase. There you go. All right. There it is. Boom. See you guys later. If you guys love and like what you just heard, please like and share us. Go to our Facebook page or Instagram page or Twitter page, all at Couch on Fire Podcast. Um, we couldn't do this without you guys' support, and we want to continue doing this because we do love and cherish everything we say and everything we do. And uh, thank you guys for everything, and I will see you next episode.